While you wait for season four, I'm going to sit down with my microphone and without Tim to give you some insights to how I reflected on 2023 and what my plans are for 2024. In this episode, I'm going to lay out my struggles and successes from 2023 and what will be new for 2024. The story behind Reframe Performance, what's coming for season four of the More Train, Less Pain podcast, running 100K in the Swiss Alps, and my annual planning strategies. I think you'll find something that's useful, maybe learn some things to avoid, and realize that we probably share the same struggles. So without further ado, here's our season three-ish episode. I'm Tim Richard. And I'm Michelle Bolin. And you're listening to the More Train, Less Pain podcast. More Train, Less Pain. Hello, everyone. This is my first solo episode on the More Train, Less Pain podcast. I'm very curious if I'm going to like it. Hopefully, I can keep it up. I really think it's nice to have some episodes between seasons because as much as we want to do seasons either back-to-back or a few weeks apart, it really just turns into a few months apart. Uh, Tim and I have started to talk about season four, and we know exactly what we're going to be doing. It's just the matter of getting the ball rolling and uh, starting to record some episodes, but I don't really see that happening for at least a couple more weeks. So I feel like to keep the momentum going, um, I wanted to do some solo episodes, and hopefully Tim does the same here. But I've listened to a few people do overviews around the New York New Year's time of, hey, this is how 2023 went for me. This is kind of my mindset moving into 2024. And I found those to be very useful. I don't really listen to a lot of strength and conditioning podcasts, but for some reason I tuned in for a few of those because I think it's really insightful to hear people's thought process of how they plan things out, um, especially behind the scenes of business. And today I wanted to do that for myself because during the New Year's time, it kind of got pushed back for me a little bit. I probably didn't get to it till like (laughs) mid-January or late January it is now of you know, planning my next year. Um, And I'm going to talk about all this in like month to month, like big goals, small goals, things to consider, um, how I want to kind of plan my life for the next year. And of course, things will fluctuate. But I really think it's um, hopefully going to provide some insight into how I plan things. And um, hopefully you can find some things that are useful or learn some things to avoid. So this kind of be a little bit experiment for me because I've kind of done all of this planning. So now it's just like me sitting down and talking about it, Um, which I'm gonna try not to be too scripted. Um, The two episodes that I was referring to for the podcast that I listened to uh, were, I think it was Mike Robertson's podcast and then also David Gray's, David Gray's like 2023 wrap up, I think. And I really appreciate his, well, both of their humility of really telling you a lot of things behind the scenes and being honest. So I really kind of wanted to mimic that a little bit and hopefully, you know, it would be a good thing to me to learn from and then our listeners to gain some, gain some stuff from. Uh, So how I'm going to kick things off today is I'm going to talk about things from 2023, um, what I was happy about, um, some of my struggles, and then I'm going to move into things that are new for 2024, both business-wise and also my running, I'll call it career to make it sound important, (laughs) 
um, but basically how I'm planning my running training as well. Um, and then I'll probably dive into what I write on my whiteboard in my office, which is like my major goals for the year, my minor goals for the year. Um, and then I write down the 12 months and I give myself anywhere from two to four major goals. And these are things that, you know, of course I'm gonna do my day-to-day -day stuff and like little tasks here and there, but if I'm chipping off these big goals, I'm really creating a lot of momentum for the year moving forward. And why I wanna do that is I just kind of keep myself open to the phrase of everything is just leading towards potential opportunities. So I'm doing things to open doors that I don't even know exist yet for things that I can say yes to. Basically just creating opportunities for the future. Even though I might not have like an exact direction or exact goal, I know that by doing certain things, you know, in a few years or a few months, they'll lead to new things that I haven't even thought about. That's why I do a lot of speaking um, engagements at conferences. If someone asks me to speak, I usually just immediately say yes. <laughs> and then my idea is like, hey, I'll figure it out later. I'll make it happen. Um, I've ran into a few people where, you know, they say, you know, let me think about it. Or they think about what they're gonna talk about first and then they'll respond. And it's like, well, you can do it. And if you just put yourself in the fire, you'll make it happen. And there's nothing that I've done that I haven't made happen. Um, so just say yes. And that opportunity will allow you to get something else and you'll figure it out. Like you'll put your presentation together on time. Um, you'll hopefully give a good talk. Like things will work out just say yes to everything. Um, so that's kind of how today is going to go. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is 2023. And here's just a few things. Um, I was very happy Tim and I sat down at the end of season three and looked at our download numbers, how we did, how we thought the season went. Um, and I got Tim locked into season four, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> he's, al he's always on the fence. Um, but the podcast is really just allowing people to get to know us, hopefully getting some useful content. And it's really a marketing tool. And both of us walked away also with huge personal benefits in terms of I got to talk to people that... I really wanted to talk to, um, we got to, you know, being an independent person working for myself, I think one of the biggest downfalls of that is not having the constant colleague interaction, bouncing ideas off of each other. Yeah, of course, like I can call people, I can text people, um, sit down for coffee with people once in a while, but this podcast really gives me an outlet for that. And I think it's one refreshing and very beneficial for me. Um, so we're sticking with the podcast. That went really well last year. And I'll talk about season four in a little bit. Um, my private mentorship is going really well. I'm getting um, consistent mentees month to month. And I'm really enjoying that on a personal level. Um, I would say that, so I have the private mentorship but then I also do a group mentorship called the strategy course group classroom um I think the when I go to market for the group I think a lot of people reach out to me to do it one-on-one -on -one, and I'm kind of leaning towards maybe keeping that so I really do want to run the group I'm going to try to you know once in 2024 but I'm kind of leaning towards uh, the one-on-one -on -one mentorship moving forward. And then lastly, let's see, uh, my in-person training sessions went really well, were consistent. I'm still doing in-person training um, sessions about probably averaging like 25 per week. So anywhere from like 
22 to like 28 sessions per week, which I think is a solid like workload. I almost feel like sometimes I'm running three businesses, which I really am. I have my in-person, uh, again, averaging like 25 per week. And then I have remote coaching. So I write training programs from people um, monthly. You know, I have a good clientele there. And then also I have the Boston Health and Performance Summit that I run annually. And that's a lot of work. Um, so I kind of have three things that I have to keep you know, an eye on, on a day-to-day -day basis and within my yearly planning. Uh, so sticking with 2023, uh, I think my two biggest struggles, if I just had to say two, were one, help. <laughs> From what I just mentioned, I basically run, have like three businesses and it's it can be a lot sometime and navigating um, all the, the clients that I have, all of the marketing units that I do, you know, I feel like I write a lot of articles, um, put out a lot of content and sometimes, you know, I don't think I'm maximizing what I can do because it's just me. So I'm kind of flirting with the idea and I've, um, talked to someone, maybe doing some admin work for me maybe some content work, but we'll see how that plays out. It, it really comes down to me just letting go a little bit, and that's a little hard for me. Um, I try to just do it all, but at the end of the day, I can't do it all. So I have to make a choice, especially if I keep wanting to pursue this high-level, time-consuming endurance training that I'm doing really have to be realistic about what I can accomplish because last year when I was doing a very high mileage um, with running around like the May June time frame I really just could not get to a lot of things and I really had to prioritize what was worth my time I think I even you know there was like a two-week time frame around the July August air time frame that I didn't post on social media at all and I just I couldn't handle all the stuff I was doing. So I really have to be realistic about that moving forward. Um, then the other biggest struggle is, you know, constantly it's social media. Um, it's pretty time consuming to constantly put out content and be on top of that. Don't get me wrong, it's definitely worth it. Um, but you have to, one of the biggest things I did last year was sit down again I'm a big mind mapper like I have these hardcover notebooks that I'm constantly writing in I think they're art sketch notebooks um, they're like the best notebooks I've ever had like the paper is really thick there's no line so I can draw write like crazy and they're hardcover so they don't get like destroyed anyways but I'm constantly writing that and I did a little sit down with like social media because I think you really have to make a choice about how you want to approach it. Because you can make things useful, which is what I'm really trying to do. Put it together useful things. Or you can be a form of entertainment. And that to me is kind of people who nitpick other trainers or you know make fun of other trainers and things like that. To me, I don't really think that's useful. I think that's more entertainment. Um, and then that's both controlling, and that's the only thing that you can do is control yourself, controlling what I put out, and then also what I'm consuming. So I have to consider both of those things and how much time I'm putting into it. And to me, I'm okay with doing, you know, the minimum. I don't have someone who's taking videos for me, someone who's posting for me. Um, I tried that for a little bit. It's a big investment. Um, not only money, but I really didn't think I was getting any of my time back. Um, and then also, I don't really care too much about making YouTube videos or blowing up on social media. I just think it's another marketing unit. And I think it's just whoever follows me is going to get to know me a little bit uh, the way I think. And I think it's been just useful in that content with me um, I don't know 
how I could probably handle if I did blow up and I was putting a ton of hours into it every week. It's it's something that you really just need to think about a lot, and I put a lot of thought into. Maybe maybe that's a bad thing though. Um, what I did find really useful at the end of 2023, I started using Loom, and those are those videos where there's an, someone exercising in the background, and you'll see my little head talk through things. That has been insanely useful to me because it's something quick and easy. I don't prepare for it. I just talk about what I am seeing or what I'm doing or comparing exercises or carrying over concepts, and it's not very time consuming for me. So that's what I'm going to be doing a lot of. Well, on the negative side of that is I need videos. So if I record videos of clients, I'm mostly doing it to just share that with them to like help them remember an exercise. I think it gets a little sketchy when you're recording videos of clients for Instagram because it's like I find myself doing that and I'm thinking during the session of, hey, this would be great for Instagram or this would be a great you know, example or exercise. And it's like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. You are training someone right now. Like that is a completely different thing. So I decided that, you know, recording for Instagram is gonna be a completely separate thing. If I have like maybe two or three clients who are all about like me sharing videos of them and they send me videos and that's great and they tend to be younger males, um, but the majority of my clients are older adults and have zero interest in me sharing images and videos like online. And the other thing about that is when it comes to my own workouts, and this is a decision I made a long time ago before 2023, and especially with all the running that I'm doing now, I do not record when I am doing the thing. If I am training or working out, I'm not setting up a tripod or like putting my phone off to the side and running by it or like recording myself or recording myself doing an exercise because that takes away from my life, my experience and what I'm doing for myself versus an external platform for other people to watch. So I've basically separated when I train and work out and versus when I record videos. And that, that has been a game changer with that. So those are my kind of two biggest struggles. Um, let's move into the next thing I want to talk about is what's new for 2024, kind of like what I'm thinking about. Um, in regards to social media, my goal is to basically just keep doing what I'm doing, um, post five days a week. Um, keep going with that. I'm looking into hiring an admin to kind of take a few things off my plate. Uh, so we'll see how see how that goes. Uh, so I both have like business goals would be to maintain my current in-person business. Um, hopefully in the next couple of years, I would like to transition to a little bit more remote uh, than in-person, but I don't have that on my radar radar for 2024 yet. Um, the Boston Health and Performance Summit, it's not announced yet, but the location is set and the date is set. It's going to be June 8th and 9th, 2024 in the Boston area. I am finalizing speakers as we speak. I'm definitely going to keep the core presenters as much as possible. Uh, these are people like Aaron DeMille, who's just unbelievable with nutrition and relationship to food, habits. Uh, Justin Moore, multi-directional speed. Um, and then I have uh, Seth Oberst, who's an amazing physical therapist. Uh, Nick Lambie will be back. Um, and then I have a few other new people who I'm still talking to. So I'm very excited about that event. Um, I got a few huge sponsors that are coming back. The event will be different. It'll be bigger, it'll be better. Um, I'm trying to add more value to the event, so that's gonna be great.
We will be back after this quick message. The biggest struggles trainers and rehab professionals have with building and scaling their online training programs, attracting remote fitness clients, and maintaining communication is having quality videos that provide exercise technique and coaching instruction. Well, now you can stop searching the internet. You will never find them unless you go to michellebowen-training.com for the best exercise database on the internet. Imagine all of the funny looks your programs get when clients are trying to figure out what an exercise on their training program is instead of having clear instruction. Gain access to over 1,500 exercise videos, coaching tutorials, and hundreds of positional instructional videos to send to your remote clients with the new digital format of the MBT Exercise Database. You will not find a contralateral reach walking lunge, a military crawl designed for posterior expansion, or a frontal plane hip shifting med ball slam on YouTube or anywhere else for that matter. The new database dropped in 2021 and hundreds of fitness and rehab professionals use it to easily build out their online training programs with built-in buttons to insert the videos into personalized training programs or to use videos to send to their rehab patients for at-home homework. The database will transform your training business by drastically improving scalability, improving communication with clients, and teaching them proper technique from afar. If you don't believe me, Dr. Pat Davison said, and I quote, this database is a goldmine for coaches who care about executing movements for athletes that can legitimately impact sports performance and health. So head over to michellebowen-training.com to learn more. And now, back to the show. Um, War Train Less Pain Podcast Season 4. The ETA for that is unknown. <laughs> uh, but we will be exploring specific preparation for specific activities. Um, so our idea is to pick like four activities. And we're kind of messing around with trail running, climbing, conventional running, maybe pickleball. <laughs> and we're going to talk about you know, everything that comes with preparation. So like our training, maybe philosophies behind that, uh, our ideas for training through each of those activities, mindset when it comes to those activities. And then we're going to be recording four episodes around each activity. And you'll hear from Tim and I, and then we'll probably bring on one or two speakers for each of those activities. So we kind of have like a very distinct theme how we're going to go through that. Um, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to talk more about um, running and bring some people on. Uh, the next thing that's new in 2024 that I have here uh, is reframe performance. So a lot of people have asked me what this means. Uh, what am I doing? So the story is that I moved from an LLC. So Michelle Bowen training was an LLC and for tax benefits. And I highly recommend, you know, you talking to your tax professional and seeing what they have to say about this. But I decided to move to a corporation, an S Corp. And in that process, they said, hey, you know, if you're going to change your name, you should do it through here. And I actually wanted to change my name um, because I understand like personal branding and using my name with things so people associate me with what I'm doing. Um, but I also want, again, of what I talked about in the beginning, to be open to other possibilities and opportunities. And creating a different name that moves away from my actual personal name, I think has a lot of benefits. And so I changed my name to Reframe Performance, which is now an S Corp. Um, hopefully that will save me a ton of money in taxes, um, but also I'm going to open and create a new platform, different website, different thing. And it's going to be 
remote coaching related to how to supplement your running or hiking uh, performance. So things in the weight room, so there'll be a lot of remote coaching and program writing, and then moving towards, you know, providing a full training plan. So like running and, you know, hiking, all the variables that are included with that. And I also want to build out a platform that provides some education to the clients that I'll be working with. Not necessarily trainers, but your your average Joe clients uh, who are doing these, um, anything from you know running a 5K or casual running, maybe a long distance or hiking. And so even if you buy, you know, a very low price program, or if you're doing one-on-one coaching, you will get access to videos that I'm going to make for life. That's my hopefully my goal in terms of, there's gonna be a lot of, of those videos with like Loom of me talking people through an exercise, what I'm looking for, um, things about variables of like running, Um, what you should be thinking about and looking at examples, breaking down videos, even with trail running, how to use poles for hiking, talking about like different types of packs, giving a lot of information to people. And my goal throughout 2024 is to make one of those videos per month. And Tim is also making some videos for me as well. So keeping that going to build that out is one of the biggest goals. And then finally, what I'm going to talk about here is my own running and training in 2024. Um, So I'm going to break that down and then I'll move into more of like the business goals. So 2024 is a big year for me. So last year I competed in two marathons and I think three ultra marathons. it was a big year, a lot of running. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. And I want to keep pursuing it because I think it's one of those things where if I sit down when I'm 70 or 80 years old and I think about things that I may have let go of or didn't pursue, this would be an, a regret. So I am absolutely enjoying and loving this new pursuit and I really want to keep pushing. Um, So I want to compete in a lot more ultra marathon events. And the big one this year is I'm going to be doing the Swiss Alps 100 race in August. So I signed up for the 100K, which is 62 miles. I'm not the 100 miler. And the reason for that is because after the event, which is obviously in the Swiss Alps, um, we're going to be doing like a week, week and a half, like touring Italy and like Spain after, a little vacation after. And I don't want to not be able to be able to walk or like function. So like I felt like the 100K was good before jumping into like the 100 miler. The other thing with that is the distance is one thing. The elevation gain is a whole different thing. So I'll give you an example. Last year, I competed in a 50-mile race, and it was 10,000 feet of elevation gain. That's a lot of elevation gain for for that distance. Um, This race for the 100K in the Swiss Alps, there's over 33,000 feet of elevation gain. So in that extra 12 miles that I you know, haven't explored yet from 50 to 62, there's a difference in like 23,000 feet of elevation. So you know, that's gonna be a whole different ball game right there. So that is basically the Super Bowl this year. And everything else is just you know, preparation for that. And I'm, tr- I'm gonna try not to take too seriously. So in planning my running for 2024, um, right now I'm currently just focusing on general fitness, um, consistently maintaining a mileage of running, weekly mileage of 20, 25 miles, nothing specific 
So I, I am doing some VO2 max like intervals, um, but more so just maintaining consistency. I am weight training about three times a week. I have one, my kind of movement routine, and I'll talk about that in a second. And then I also have like some weight training activities where I kind of turn my movement routine into a little bit more of a stimulus. Um, so, and that's more lifting than I've really been doing over the course of 2023. So again, I'm just really building my general fitness. And then when it gets into March, I'll probably transition to progressing my weekly mileage and then adding more variations in regards to probably a lot more like interval training to really pick up the intensity through that. And I'll be very mindful and have a lot of intent with my workouts because you know I have of course like just like everyone probably listened to this I have a full-time job like squeezing in these training sessions can be very difficult um, so I'm going to try to be very realistic in the early spring because I have a lot of time between now and the Swiss Alps in August um, so I don't want to push it too soon but come May July um, I'm going to be do doing a lot more specific training. So uh, running with um, a heavy pack. So if I'm wearing like a weight vest, I'll probably have like a full water bladder with me because in the Swiss Alps 100, you have to bring a lot of required gear with you. So there's a lot of safety things like an emergency blanket, um, a, you know, jacket, you have to have a GPS tracker with you and a lot of things that you're required to have with you at all times. And so I'm going to train like that. So I'm going to probably ha be having a heavy pack with me every time I go for a trail run just to get used to that. Um, and elevation gain is going to be a big training thing for me. So probably on the weekends, I'm going to be headed up to um, go to some higher elevation areas, and then my weekly mileage is going to get higher. So that's going to be a tough, you know, couple months where a lot of things have to back off a little bit, and that will be my focus. And then August will be, you know, the show. Um, in between now and August, so it's January 2024 right now, uh, April, I'm signed up for a local trail marathon. So hopefully my competitive nature doesn't get the best of me and I kind of am able to just go through it. But a lot of the times I just, I know where the leaders are and I tend to push and compete. And for example, last fall, I was just trying to compete getting like a long training run in at a 50K local event. And I ended up knowing where the leaders were and I just gave it all I could and I ended up winning the event came came in second overall one guy just beat me and I was the first female um, but that like effort destroyed me so, for like a solid couple weeks so I'm hoping I can just back off and relax through that but I do need like a big training uh, exposure and then in May, I'm doing a three-day training camp in Colorado, which I'm very excited for. And that will give me a big test moving into August. Uh, so that's kind of my running plan for 2024. If you have any specific questions about that, um, hopefully I'll be talking a lot about it moving forward, maybe on my newsletters or like Instagram. So the last thing I'm going to talk about today is my whiteboard planning. So every January, I sit down, I look at maybe some notes or my calendar from last year, I erase my whiteboard and I kind of just put together some goals, some things to keep in mind, some new ideas. Um, and then I write down each month and then I go through, try to make it as realistic as possible, just you know, two to four goals for each month to just really make sure I'm focused on that. I tend to only really do it for like five to six months because writing it out through the whole year, things can change a lot and I may dive into something a little bit different through the fall. So 
a lot of my goals are pretty limited, you know, September, October, November, and December. And I'll probably add to them when it gets into like late fall or summer. Uh, but anyways, so my three major goals for 2024 is gain some clients with reframe performance. So uh, with this, I'm trying to keep <laughs> the best piece of advice I've ever received in mind, which is start before you think you're ready. So I don't know if this was a good business plan. A lot of people are different, but I basically just opened it up before I had this perfect website and these perfect, you know, training templates and this and that. And it's like, well, I do have training templates. Again, put yourself in the fire. If you get like your first client with that, boom, you have a deadline where you need to kind of do things and move forward. I wasn't, you know, too worried about the website because people can still reach out to you via like Instagram or email and things like that. So, you know, the website will come, but I think if you just keep waiting for things to be perfect or the next step to be made, you're going to start, you know, pushing things off more and more and more where if I announce something and I'm going to do it and I start, I'm just building momentum as I go forward. So I wanna get my first clients with reframe performance. So runners or hikers, um, that's my biggest goal. And of course, great experiences with them and that comes with more testimonials that I can build on moving forward. Second one would be grow, grow the Boston Health and Performance Summit. So this would be the third year in a row I've done the summit. I have no plans to not keep doing it. Um, but of course, it's got to get bigger. Um, I kind of feel like I understand how to, like every month, what I need to do. It's a ton, ton of work to manage everything, all the people, and make it a good experience. So um, my focus is definitely on making that happen. The third major goal is to maintain my current client load with training, and that involves both keeping your eye on two things, um, which is future opportunities and direction. So that's basically equivalent to getting new clients, getting new leads, um, and then also the other side of that is maximize what I'm you're already doing. So my current clients, making sure that I'm retaining them, I'm nurturing them, I'm providing added value um, to reduce turnover. Um, so not only am I trying to always seek out new clients and new leads, but I'm also making sure that I'm doing a good job retaining my current client load. And that to me, like my Average session now is, is good for me. I want to maintain that. Of course, throughout the year, things ebb and flow. There's certain months where things are a little bit lighter. People are on vacation, this and that. And then there's certain times of the year things are a little bit busy. But the average is kind of what matters. Um, let's see. Oh, and then my three minor goals. And this is basically things that, quote unquote, maintain momentum. How are you going to just keep moving forward and keep building over time? And to me, my goal would be to maintain my weekly newsletter. I've kind of dabbled with the idea of making it bi-weekly or monthly. And I think the weekly thing really kind of keeps my foot on the gas. Um, it gives people more touch points with me. I don't know you want to give me feedback it's like it too annoying once a week <laughs> but I feel like if I'm making content with Instagram if I'm making content with podcasts and I'm adding new things once in a while there um, I think it's a really good touch point and marketing tool so I'm going to really try this year to make sure that I put out a newsletter to my email list once a week um, Instagram every weekday so five days a week, and I think it's really funny that I struggle with social media so much, yet I have three accounts now. <laughs> I just think things are just 
boiling way out of control. So it's not like I'm posting on Instagram for one account every weekday. I have three accounts now. So I have my personal one, um, Dr. Michelle Bolin, which is basically Michelle Bolin training. But I also now have Reframe Performance, which I'll probably just be doing a lot of collaborative things with it. And I probably won't be posting on that one five days a week. Then also I have the Boston Health and Performance Summit. And once I announce the event, that is five days a week that I am posting on that Instagram account to make sure that there is no excuse with the lack of marketing as the failure. Um, I think that's an easy thing that it's like, well, if you want your event to succeed, you have to be marketing constantly. And not only am I posting on social media for that event, but I'm sending out individual emails. Um, I'm making phone calls, texts. I'm sending DMs through that Instagram account. It's constant. Um, so that is a lot to manage right there. And then my minor goal is to record a reframe performance database video every month, which will just go on the back end of the website where if you purchase anything, you'll have access to all this educational content. And so by that being my goal, well, I have to start building up like a reservoir of videos that I can start putting in there. Um, so I have to keep that up this year. Okay, so basically I write every month on the board and then I write a few goals. So I'm gonna take you through that. Uh, I'll be pretty quick. We'll be back to the show in just a minute. One of the big themes of this show is the importance of continued development if you're a trainer or therapist. If you listen to Michelle and I, chances are you're not the type of practitioner to take everything they learn during school at face value. You're curious, hungry, driven, and want to be the best you can be for both your clients and yourself. However, Instagram scrolling and taking weekend courses with three-letter acronyms will only take you so far. You need a mentor, someone to help you make sense of what you've learned, the habits you've developed as a practitioner, and where your knowledge or application gaps may be. I can say for certain that I've had the good fortune of standing on the shoulders of some giants in our field, Lance Goyke, Zach Couples, my now co-host Michelle, and Bill Hartman, to name a few. More than explicit knowledge, what I gained is a framework of how to take in new information, process and reflect, and iterate continuously something that a three-letter acronym course won't be able to teach you. As such, it's my pleasure to act as a mentor for clinicians and trainers that can add more structure to their clinical development. Over the course of four 50-minute-long sessions, we'll dive into your model, poke and prod for areas of cognitive bias, and assemble the scaffolding for shaping your continual development as a clinician. If this sounds like something that'd be of value to you, shoot me a DM at Tim underscore Richart underscore DPT on Instagram and include what you'd like help in making sense of. Now back to the show. So January, my biggest goal was to set up everything for reframe performance. So that was basically like starting a new business in and of itself. If you've ever started your own business, you know how much just like little things that you have to do. Like I had to close my MBT business accounts, set up new business accounts. Have I had to have all my clients sign new waivers. I had to set up a new credit card, just like a ton of things, new accounts. Like, so for a website, I had to buy the domain name. Luckily it was available. Um, set up for Instagram, Facebook. I had to change over all of my business, like subscriptions and my cards and everything like that. And with the S Corp, I actually have to have payroll. So I had to set up with a payroll company, get that going. I had to file a bunch of things with the state of Massachusetts. It was just a lot, which is why it was one of on my major goals. Uh, the second goal was to lock down the Boston Health and Performance Summit location and all the speakers this month. And I feel like I accomplished that. In January, the last one was 
maintaining my foundation for running. So making sure I'm consistent with my weekly mileage. And I'm also pulling myself back a little bit. Of course, with like, you know, some people that you train (laughs) and we have this problem with ourselves sometimes, like some of the people I train, I actually need to, my biggest job is not pushing them forward, it's pulling them back. People who I I work with a ex-professional soccer player and I have to constantly pull him back, pull him back. And I'm doing the same thing to myself. So I had a hard training weekend and I can feel my body just needs a little bit of a break and something I normally don't do when it gets later into the season but this is my second day off in a row which is it's kind of hard for me but just trying to make sure I'm taking care of my body early on in the the running season all right February my goal is to build out the reframe performance website I need to lock down the Boston Health and Performance Summit sponsors and that website as well. So that's a lot of work right there. Also in February, I am recording a training video for uh, Anchor, which is that portable cable system that I use that I absolutely love and highly recommend. And um, I'm also going to use that time, which is a weekend. So basically the whole day I'm going to be filming I'm also going to stay a little bit longer and do a massive exercise database recording session with that as well. Um, I try to do at least one of those or two of those each year and that is extremely time consuming um, as well. But I have like a massive list of new exercises that I wanna add to the database, so I have to uh, maintain that. And then in March, I'm going to officially announce the Boston Health Performance Summit. There will be an early bird price for the tickets. Again, write this in your calendar, June 8th and 9th. And then March is tax season. So there's a lot of things behind the scenes as a business where it takes a lot of your time and energy and you can't discount uh, discount that. So a lot of my time and energy will be making sure my taxes get filed and people have everything and I have everything. all right, April, I have strategy course group classroom and I have a question mark next to it. And that's something that I'll probably decide as it moves into April um, if I want to do, if I want to start another a round of that. And this is when I'm going to really try to start stepping back and really just focusing on my in-person clients. Uh, because my weekly mileage will start increasing and um, a lot of my time will be put towards you know my personal love of, of running um and that's and then april of course will include a lot of boston health and performance summit set up like there'll be like the early bird price will be ending so a lot of marketing towards that in april we'll probably also aim to start the fourth season of the podcast Moving into May, I wrote down, it's a big Boston Health and Performance Summit planning month, making sure everything's good, you know, the last month for everything. I've had tons of ordering I have to do, making sure everything comes in on time. Um, my biggest goal with that month is I want to create a hiking program and guidebook for Reframe Performance. And this won't be announce this won't be given away during that month it's probably just going to sit aside um, for a long time until I put it out but it's again these things that need to be done for the future to be able to have this Um, so if I I have to start putting work into it um, in the beginning of the year May is a huge month for me I will be in Colorado for about four days um, at a ultra endurance training camp which I'll be putting in like 15 to 30 miles uh in the mountains every day so you know I'm not gonna have a lot of mental energy for a lot of other things during that period I'm also going to be perform uh performing (laughs) speaking at the perform better summit in in Orlando Florida at the end of May Um, so, you know, I'll have to get my presentation in order, I'll have to practice, I'll have to get that prep, 
and I'm also flying again so that would be a lot of travel so I don't really want to plan too much else in that month. June is all about the Boston Health and Performance Summit making sure it's a good event and then trying to you know come down from the event afterwards afterwards um, getting feedback and making sure all the checks are sent out um, everything's paid and kind of the aftermath of the event which again is a lot more work too after the event and then July I really only have one goal and that's to create or start building a running training program and a guidebook for reframe performance but I don't have anything else because this will be a hard training month for me as well August Again, I don't have much written down. I will be in Europe for two weeks, um, Switzerland, Italy, and Spain, and I'll have my, my big run, my event. And then I don't really have anything written down for September to December. Um, I do have an overall theme for that month, which is I'll have my website for Reframe Performance, I'll have a few guides which I use as lead magnets to get people in probably give a lot of stuff away for free then I'll have some programs by then that I can offer for coaching and during the fall I plan on going to places where runners and hikers go so AK I'm going to try to get on podcasts that talk about running and hiking and I'm going to start writing articles for blogs that are targeted towards runners and hikers. Um, so I'm going to try to put myself in positions to get in front of my target audience because the likelihood of my target audience coming to find me is a lot lower than if I go and try to find them. So that's a lot of what my focus in the fall and next winter will be. Um, and so that's just like a general recap of my monthly planning moving forward through the year. And of course, I'll be flexible. Things will maybe change a little bit, but it's going to be an interesting year managing the business and then also, you know, my running pursuits. Um, so I hope that hopefully that was helpful with insights into planning. If you have any questions or feedback, I would love to hear from you. So, you know, DM me on Instagram or you can email me um, at michelle at reframeperformance.com. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And um, I'm going to try to do a few other solo episodes between now and season four. Kind of keep you in the loops, loop of um, kind of what I'm thinking about and how things are moving forward and maybe some other training concepts or topics between now and then. Um, so I hope you liked the episode. Don't worry, to, um, season four is, you know, really being planned and I'm very, very excited for it. So thanks for listening. I appreciate your time and uh, have a good one. If you're enjoying what Michelle and I are putting together here, we'd appreciate it if you could leave a review on your pod player of choice. Reviews help us climb the rankings, which improves our ability to help more coaches and therapists continue to push our industry and knowledge base forward. The intro and outro music for More Train, Less Pain was produced by Jacob Azurdia. You can find out more about his music by visiting his Instagram page, J underscore Z-U-R-D-I-A. Thanks for listening.